Um, but this week I was like, man, I, I, I need some real Lord of the Rings. So I watched all of them this past week. It was great. I was just loving it. Oh my gosh, so good, so good. Um, but you know, as I was thinking about it and thinking about like what made these Lord of the Rings movies, the originals, so so awesome. And there is a bunch of reasons for it. But one of the main things, it's such a simple story. It's such a simple plot. And in the first hour and a half of the first movie, the plot is set. Here's the mission. Here's this bad guy. He's got this powerful weapon. We got to go destroy the weapon. We destroy the weapon. We destroy the bad guy. It happens to be in his own backyard that we have to go to. Boom. Set. Nine main characters. Set. They're all together. Here we go. Set. In the first hour and a half, we have it all, all that we need. And the rest of the movie is just them trying to make it to where they got to destroy this weapon. It's easy to follow. It's easy to track with. There's not this, all this extra fluff. They're movies. They're not a show, right? There's about nine and a half hours of total time. It is very much a move, 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 go, go, go. It's a simple story. And I like that. And I think, it's, I think that's powerful in a story. Um, it's powerful in goal setting. If you've ever had to do goals or you ever heard of SMART goals, SMART is an acronym, you've got to be real clear and simple what you're trying to aim at. Um, if you ever saw the movie Patriot, right, Mel Gibson's teaching his sons how to shoot. Aim small, you miss small. You aim too big, you're going to miss big. Aim small, miss small. You have to really be clear and concise and specific what you're trying to hit in goal setting, in vision, in purpose. And as I was thinking about the Christian life, right, as a following Jesus, as a disciple, sometimes it can be like, man, there's all this stuff we got to do. And where is it all going? How does it bottleneck? How does it converge? What is it all getting at? Where are we trying to get to with it? Or are we just supposed to give and pray and worship and be here on Sundays and read our Bibles because, well, they're just all a bunch of ends and of themselves and it doesn't really have anything more than that. It's just good for you personally. No, I, I don't think so. I think we do have an end. I think we do have a goal, a vision, a purpose, a small one, right? that everything else that we practice, right, reading the Bible, praying, loving our neighbors, giving, being here on Sundays, doing small groups, all these things hang off of this. And all of these things lead us to try to hit this small goal. And I just want us to be clear on this. It's always good to come back around, right? Come back around. What is the goal of following Jesus? What's What's our vision? What's our purpose as followers of Christ, as disciples of him on this side of eternity, in this small amount of time that we all have on this earth? What are we trying to hit? Where are we trying to go? What are we trying to accomplish with Christ, with the Holy Spirit that resides inside of us? What are we trying to accomplish as corporate church body? What are we trying to accomplish as the big capital C church all over the world? What are we trying to do? And I think if we can get greater clarity on this and continue to be reminded of this, it makes all these, all these, you know, uh, what would you call them? All these practices of giving, of serving, of loving neighbors, of reading our Bibles, of praying. I think it just gives us greater, oh, I understand why this is important. Greater maybe motivation, impetus to practice these things. So, so we're going to dive into that, all right? We're going to get to that. There's going to be a lot of Lord of the Rings references in this sermon. Get ready for it, all right? Um, 
And yeah, let's dive into it. So yeah, this first point, where are we going, all right? This is like the beginning of Fellowship of the Ring where Galadriel's like giving the backstory of like what's all going on, like yeah, all right, you all right? This is that part of it, all right? We need to understand some things that have been written, that have been done, to help us understand where we are going, okay? So here's the backstory prequel, if you will, all right? These will all be written down, and I got a bunch of Bible references really just to show you I didn't make this up, and this is here in Scripture. This is supported, all right? The first thing, where are we going? We need to understand what has happened before today, all right? When Jesus came to earth, all right, when Jesus walked among us, right, beginning of Matthew, beginning of most of the Gospels, what's this famous line, right? You probably heard it in movies, probably heard it in shows. Repent, for the kingdom of God is near, right? So we see immediately God's kingdom is coming to earth. Part of Jesus' mission was to bring God's kingdom to earth. Right? We see this in the Lord's Prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right? We see this. Revelation is all about this. Think of it like a bubble. Right? This bubble starts with Jesus, and then it's God's kingdom, and it's just growing and growing, and it's taking up more space, and it's filling the space of earth. Think of it that way. It's just growing, growing, growing. Jesus was all about bringing God's kingdom to earth. His rule, His reign, his way of doing things, all right? We see this in Matthew 4.17. We see this in Revelation 11.15. Write those passages down. We can't get to reading them all, but go back and you will see these themes again and again. These are good ones, all right? So we see that's very much Jesus' mission, all right? It started with Jesus' ministry and climactically, uh, essentially, his ministry, his death, his resurrection, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, I know those are four big things, is like his inauguration ceremony, all right? right? When a president gets elected, he doesn't really fully get into power, and then he has his inauguration ceremony. He says, look, this is what's going to go down, all right? When Jesus, his ministry, his death, his resurrection, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, it's him saying, here we go. I'm in charge. We see this beautifully in Matthew 28, verse 18 or 19, did I write it down? 18. Jesus says, all authority on, in heaven and earth has been given to me. That's what Jesus said. I love that passage. I keep thinking about it. it keeps, oh, I just love it. Think about that. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Right? He is saying, I'm in charge. I'm in charge. He is bringing his kingdom. And that has so many implications we can't get into. Oh, I want to so badly. I'm sure a sermon will come from there some point, all right? And I know it raises a bunch of other questions, and really the best, the best statements, the best verses bring up the best questions. And so it's good if you have some hard or good questions about that. But understand that. That was the climax. Jesus' ministry, his death, his resurrection, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. That was the inauguration ceremony. I'm in charge. I've defeated the powers of darkness. I'm in charge now. I'm the captain now. <laughs> Next thing, God's kingdom will be fully established when Jesus comes back. Now we understand, Jesus is in charge, but right, we understand there's still evil, there's still sin, there's still some crazy stuff going on in the world, some awful things going on in the world, right? There are definitely still some things happening and allowed to happen at this point in time. But there's a time coming when Jesus will come back, and then 
his kingdom really will be established. It will be fully established. Darkness, evil will be thrown away. It will be no more. We are looking forward to that day. Jesus is coming back. His kingdom is coming with him. Jesus will establish a new heaven and a new earth, the fourth thing. Oh my gosh, guys, Revelation 21, 1 through 5, that is such a big passage in the New Testament. I can't, I literally can't like tell you. It might be, it's up there with all the other ones. It is such a huge passage to the New Testament and for us today. Jesus will establish a new heaven and a new earth. And lastly, in our resurrected bodies, right? So we're looking forward to when Jesus comes back and there's the resurrection of the dead and, and, and our bodies will be transformed, as Paul will say in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He talks all about that. We will be rulers and priests in this new earth. All right? Be rulers and priests. Again, Revelation hits on this theme like crazy. All right? Rulers and priests in this new kingdom of God. Right? This is the backstory. This is what has happened. This is what has been written about what is coming in the future in the New Testament. All right? Here is where we are going. All right? This is what we're aiming at. I just gave you a whole backstory to understand why we're aiming here. This is what we're aiming at. Very clear, very simple. Become today what you will be in eternity. Become the kind of person that today that you will be in eternity. Say it one more time. Make sure I wrote it down. Go to the, the first point, I think. Become, uh, or the first, uh, first one of my uh, bullet points, I think. Ah, perfect, thank you. Become today who you will be in the future. And when I say future, I mean eternity. Second point, anticipate the future. I just looked up on my dictionary app. Gosh, if you don't have a dictionary app, get the dictionary app. It's so great. All right? And the first definition of that word, anticipate, is realize beforehand. Realize beforehand. Realize that you are going to be a ruler and a priest in God's new kingdom on his new earth. Not on his new earth. This earth. It will just be nude. It's its nature will be redeemed and changed. Its essence will be changed. It will still be this. I used to think, you know, we're going to go out in space and the earth's going to blow up and God's going to be like, whoa, 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 new earth. I don't think so. No, I think, I think evil and redemption will take its place and evil will be pushed out. And so very much this earth will be very much new and very much look different and very much in its essence and nature be different and it will be beautiful and new. But we will be rulers and priests on this earth. Now this is Revelation's big, big theme. It's all throughout it. Read Revelations. You'll come up to those words time and time again. But what I want us to get is that if that's what's waiting for us in the future, if that's what you will be, start it now. Why? Because Christ started now with his kingdom. He's not like, oh yeah, let's just wait till I come back, all right? You Christians, just relax. Or do your best, you know, stay alive, survive. Don't worry, when I come back, it'll all be good. No, that wasn't the commission that Jesus gave to his disciples. He didn't say, hide out in the caves, do your best to, to remain holy and unstained by the world, you know. 
No, no, no. He didn't say that. What did he say? Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Right? He said, you got a job to do. you got a job to do. you got to bring my kingdom to every place on earth, every institution, every system, every country, every place, corner of the earth. Spread my kingdom. Build it. Because it's great. And all the Gospels are just showing how great God's kingdom is. Right? The Beatitudes, Matthew chapter 5. Blessed in God's kingdom, blessed are the poor in spirit. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn and weep. They will be comforted in this kingdom. Right? Blessed. Look, in God's kingdom, those who have disease and ailments and sickness will be healed. Man, that's nice. All oh, the outcasts, those that didn't fit in in society and in the world, who were, who were ostracized, who were judged, who were looked down upon, who didn't have a place, ah, no, they now will be friends of the living God. This is a fantastic kingdom. This is a beautiful kingdom. This is a kingdom we want here on earth. We want this system. We want this kind of kingdom to live in. We have all experienced evil in this world, right? We've all experienced sin in our own lives that have messed with us and the sin of other people that's been inflicted on us. We've all experienced that. We've experienced it. And yet we're looking forward to a day when we will not experience that, when every, every tear will be wiped away. Man, and evil will be cast out into the fire. We will not have that anymore. And weeds will no longer be on our lawn. Goodness, can't wait. Amen. Yeah, I'm so sick and tired of it. Man, we'll be able to build and actually just cut once and you'd be done and I'll, yes, beautiful. You know, I won't have to do things over and over again. I'm looking forward to that. So, kind of kidding. But we want this kingdom. And we were given this commission as disciples to bring about this kingdom. Not just to retreat, not just to, oh, just survive, wait it out till you get to heaven. Not just to, well, Jesus is going to do it all when he comes back, so why spend my time on this? No, he's given us this commission as his disciples to build his kingdom. Why? Because we're going to be rulers and priests in the future, in God's new kingdom. Now let's understand that. So if where we are going is become today who we will be in the future, in eternity, that's where we're trying to get to. How do we get there? How do we get there? Your second point. We must fulfill our roles as the royal priesthood. And again, royal priesthood. Ruler, priest. Right? Again, Peter is all about this theme as well. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. We can't get into it again because of time. But that's his big one. You are chosen people. A royal priesthood to declare the, the, the extravagant deeds and splendor of our Lord. Right? We've been given this role, this commission, this royal priesthood to live out this royal priesthood. Let's dive into that real quick. Let's separate it. Rulers and priests. What does it look like to be a ruler here on earth right now? Right now. It looks like this very simply. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Alright? Let's imagine that... <laughs> You are, I don't know, you're, you're, you're second in command to, you know, a king. 
you know, uh, you probably got to double check sometimes and make sure, hey, king or queen, is this okay? Like, can we do this? Is this good? Just double check in. You're the real ruler. You know, I don't want to get outside my bounds, right? I probably have some power as a second in command, but you're probably going to double check with the ruler, make sure this is what they want to do, right? Right? You, you work for a boss, right? You're probably given some autonomy, right? But I'm sure there's definitely some times where it's like you got to double check with the boss. Hey, this is, this is cool, right? Like this is, this is what we were trying to do and this is fine. Sometimes they're like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes they're like, no, no, that's no, stop. That's wrong. Do not want you doing that, right? We have our hierarchies. I can never say that word. We have hierarchies, right? And if this is God's world that he created, and Jesus has all authority on heaven and on earth, then I think we've got to check with the boss and seek first his kingdom and his purposes and what he's doing here on earth. We might have to check in with him once, twice, no, more than that. I would say, safe to say, you know, you're making a big decision. It might be good to check in with him. <laughs> he might have a say on it, right? He might be like, hey, we got to talk about this. Make sure this decision you're making is in line with my purposes. What I'm trying to do through you, where you're at, job, relationship, family, friends, locale, Wichita, this might be good. God might have a plan for you. He's building his kingdom through you, right? And yeah, it's easy to say, well, God can do it wherever I go. Well, absolutely he can. But golly, he might have some people that are specific to you that he's trying to reach, that are right in your proximity. And you are the best person to take on that job and, take, and, and start praying for those people and start bringing God's kingdom to them. You may be the best person. We don't want to just flippantly just cast it away because, well, you know, I'm just not enjoying this job. It just sucks. I want to go do something more fun or Wichita's boring, so I want to go to a bigger city. You know, come on now. Right? God's got plans. He's doing stuff. And we've been given this commission to, to follow him and to obey him and to build this kingdom because in eternity, guess what? In eternity, you're going to be doing things his way. You really are. And golly, that opens up such... Don't ever fear like, oh, you have nothing to fear. You have so much freedom. We have so much freedom here today. And we will have so much freedom in eternity. Right? You will. So don't think of it as like restraint, like, oh, I can't do anything. Right? Think about sports. This is the greatest. It's always helped me. In sports, there are tons of rules. Let's take basketball, for instance. Basketball? Eh, let's take football. All right? Football will be easier. It's football season. Woo! All right? Football, there's so many rules. There are so many rules in football. What each player can do and not do and what has to be in place. There are so many rules. And you would think, ah, it's so restrictive. No. The rules give you freedom. The rules say this is where you can't go and this is what you can't do. But guess what? You have all this creativity before you. Be creative. And this is what you can do. And be creative with it. So, man, for years they just ran the football. And then someone was like, hey, the rules say we can throw the football. Ooh, let's start throwing the football. And then you're like, man, that's awesome. And then it's like, oh, man, well, you know, we can't just, 
we, don't, we can not just throw the football, but we can actually throw it twice. Whoo! If you throw it behind, the next person can throw it. And guess what? You could keep doing that. You could keep tossing it behind, 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 and then someone could chuck it down 50 yards. That's kind of fun, right? You can learn pick plays. Ooh, we can do, if we get our timing right, we can set up blockers downfield for the guy who catches the ball. Ooh, that's really fun, right? Or, ooh, hey, if our lineman, if our tackles the end on the end of the left side of the ball, he's the last person, we can throw it to a lineman. Oh, I love it when the linemen catch touchdown passes. It's like the best, man. I love it. If I was a coach, man, we're on the one-yard line, you already know. It's going to one of the linemen, right? It's going to be great, right? Brock was my football coach. Fun time, man. Remember fun time? Man, I'm going to get teary-eyed. Brock came up with this play called fun time. It was fun. It was this great play where the, where the center would snap it, and he would hold it right there. And I wouldn't, I was a quarterback, I wouldn't take it. And we all would run this way. Everybody, man, fourth, fifth grade, ain't nobody wise enough at that age to know that I didn't have the ball, right? Everybody. And then Dawson, Brock's son, would be over here, and he would wait a second, and then he would come, and he would grab that ball. Oh, my gosh. Success rate for touchdowns, 90%. I mean, nobody knew that was coming. Nobody. It was so much fun. And it was within the rules. We just had to be creative to figure out what we could do. And man, that's what God's saying to us. Yeah, I got rules. Yeah, I got a purpose and a plan. And I want to accomplish these things. But gosh, that opens up the door to such creativity. So many fun and cool in different ways. How are you going to do it? Man, and it could be specific to you. Some of you are far more creative than I am. And you're different bents. And you have these strengths. And you have these weaknesses. And man, you get to look with God. You get to seek first his kingdom. You get to work with him and say, man, how, how can we do this? How can we be creative? How can we bring your kingdom to my situation, to my workplace, to my family, to my friends, to Wichita? Man, be creative. Being a ruler, all right, in eternity. We, we'll be doing things God's way, but it will be, man, creativity on fire. Creativity on fire in eternity. So start that now. Why not? He's doing the same thing now. He's allowing you to do the same thing now. Do it now. Seek first his kingdom. Be about his purpose and plan. Be about his kingdom and set that creativity on fire. That's what it looks like to be a ruler. Right? And then the priesthood. What does it mean to look like to be a priest? Man, worship, holiness, prayer, some of those kind of priestly uh, characteristics. Right? We're priests. I love uh, Deuteronomy. I was reading the other day, and in Deuteronomy, there's this great verse that said, uh, the surrounding nations will see your law, and they will praise God for its wisdom. That's paraphrased. But I think, golly, we look at holiness, and I know sometimes the world will poo-poo. Oh, man, they'll poo-poo our, our, our things, you know, what we allow or disallow or don't like. And, or they'll disagree, and uh, yeah, I get it. I'm not going to get all up in arms. They're going to disagree. They're going to disagree. But I look at God's word, and I look at what it holds up and says this is good, and I look at what it says this is bad, and I see wisdom. Oh, I see God's wisdom. I see his goodness. He's a smart dude, right? He knows what's good on this earth, what's good practices, what are good things, and he knows what are bad things. Man, and I think, man, 
priests showing that, walking by holiness, saying, yeah, I'm not going to do these types of things. And yeah, I do these types of things. And I think it just shows God's greatness and his goodness. And yeah, people will poo-poo it. People will call you all sorts of different things, whatever. But yeah, I sleep well at night. And yeah, my conscience is pretty darn clean. And yeah, you know, I feel purposeful and I have meaning. And not to say that they don't or anything like that. But golly, if I'm feeling that, then it can't be that bad, right? It can't be that wrong. It's a good thing, holiness. Worshiping God. Man, worshiping God. Oh, in our self-centered culture, anybody that is able to take their eyes off themselves and actually worship and praise something else, that's a good thing. We praise God and worship God. We put something else before ourselves. That's a good thing. Psychologically, socially, I'm sure relationally, all of that. It's a good thing. It's a wise thing. Prayer, man, we pray, we pray, we pray, we pray. Priestly vocation, prayer. All to pray, bring God's kingdom come. And Jesus says how to pray. Pray, my kingdom come. My will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right? Praying that. Being about that. Right? Sometimes I want to muscle it through and make it happen. You know, sometimes I'm like, I can make this happen. Right? But man, no, 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 no. I want the Holy Spirit right in line with me. I want his power. Man, we're going to talk about that here in a second. If we're trying to become who we will be in the future, and how we start becoming that is we fulfill our roles as these rulers and priests. So we're seeking first God's kingdom and his righteousness. And we're continuing to grow in worship and praise of God, putting him ahead of ourselves, putting him ahead of everything else, right? The first commandment of the Ten Commandments, there are no other gods before me. We're growing in that. We're growing and pursuing holiness, right? Following him, trusting what he says is good is good and what he says is bad is bad, growing in that. Golly, there's grace and mercy for all of us. Golly, we've all made mistakes. All of us got some holiness and some not holiness. Golly, don't feel shame or guilt today. All right? We're growing in it. We're a process. God knows that. Man, there's grace today. And we're growing and praying, being transformed by prayer. As we spend time with God, we're being changed by him. Man, that's how we get to becoming who we will be in the future. We practice these things. We get there. That's the road. That's the road. That's the road. So what will it take? This is the third thing. What will it take? What will it take to hit that small spot? And what will it take to grow and practice seeking first his kingdom, worship, prayer, holiness? This is not exhaustive. All right, there's more to it. I just picked these out because I think these are good. You know, I could talk for, for hours, but it's only a 30-minute sermon, all right? We're getting out on time. What will it take? Well, obviously, again, it obviously takes an intimate relationship with the Lord, with the Holy Spirit. All right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something just a little bit different. I, so don't think my silence or because I didn't say this, I don't think this is what it will take, all right? I just really want to hit home on this subject and this point, all right? What will it take? It's going to take perseverance. It's going to take resiliency. It's going to take tenacity. It's going to take creativity. It's going to take endurance. It's going to take character. It's going to take these things. 
going to take these things. Let's look at our final here of scriptures. I know. It's been a lot of like, all right, is Grant he's preaching? Is he going to get the word open? Yes. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 10. All right. Just flip with your Bibles. I also have it written up there. Hebrews chapter 10. Oh, I love these. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36 through 39. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. And but my righteous one will live by faith. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. Titled this sermon, We Do Not Shrink Back. We do not shrink back. One more passage before I really get into it. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. Familiar passage, I'm sure. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, does not make us shrink back, is not timid but gives us power, love, and self-discipline, or self-control, maybe. The Spirit of God that we have been given, that is in us, is not timid, does not shrink back. It is not God's character. I see nothing in Jesus in the Gospels where Jesus shrunk back, where he stepped back, where he capitulated, where he was scared. Eh, he might have had some anxiety for what was coming, but he was going to face it. He was human. He was going to face it. But he did not run away. We do not shrink back. This is the point I wanted to make, but in order to make this point, it couldn't, I had to give you the whole run-up because we don't just persevere for our own sake. We don't just, just be resilient and tenacious and creative endurance and have character for our own sake because it's all good for us. No, we have a purpose. We have something we're trying to hit. And we have a path to hit it. And in order to hit it and to walk that path, you are going to have to persevere. Paul says it, Romans chapter 5, 3 through 5. I rejoice in my sufferings. It produces perseverance. And perseverance, character. And character, hope. And hope does not disappoint. Because the love of the Holy Spirit is important to our heart. Again, James chapter 1. Consider pure joy when you face trials of many kinds because the testing of your faith produces what? Perseverance. And perseverance must have its way so you may be mature and complete. If following the path of Christ, if following him took no effort, then why does Paul talk, and James, and, and the writer of Hebrews, why do they talk so much about perseverance? If it took no effort, why are they talking about perseverance? It takes effort. It takes effort. It does. It takes conscious Consciously making decisions, consciously choosing to follow Christ, to follow Him, to follow the path laid out before you of seeking first His kingdom and His righteousness, of growing in the worship and putting God first ahead of yourself and any other thing, of praying His kingdom come and being, being a conduit of it, being, being a catalyst of it, and growing in holiness. It takes conscious decisions. It takes perseverance. It's tough. 
takes resiliency. Resiliency is that word that means you're able to take a hit and get back up. You're able to fail and you're able to get back up and move forward. It takes that. And we know that in pursuing holiness. We all screw up. We all sin. We all make mistakes. And if we are constantly getting hit down and saying, this is hopeless. I'll never get through this sin. I'll never make it past out of this. I'll never not do this. If we just lay down and capitulate and shrink back, how are we ever going to move forward? How are we ever going to move forward? We do not shrink back. Though we fail 10,000 times, we do not shrink back. Though we fail 10 million times, we don't shrink back. Though we screw up, we do not shrink back. We don't do it. One of my, oh man, Samwise Gemji from the Lord of the Rings is so awesome. He is the hero of that. And I get, I like, Frodo's great. He's the ring bearer. And Aragorn and Gandalf are awesome, but Sam, it's, it's, you know, it's pretty even. But Sam, it doesn't happen. And Sam has some of the greatest monologues. They gave him some of the greatest lines in that whole entire movie. And in the second movie, towards the end, it's tough. It's tough. It's not looking hopeful. It's real tough. And Frodo is losing it. He's starting to go down this path of, you know, the ring is really taking a toll on him. And Sam's trying to do his best to be a friend and to help him along and support him. And it's getting tough. And Sam is like, think, think about the, the stories, the great stories. Think about the stories that really mattered. I love that line, that really mattered. He's like, the characters, I bet, had so many opportunities to turn back. But they didn't. And he's saying this to Frodo. And it's such a good word to us. Man, there are so many opportunities for us to shrink back. There's so many opportunities for us to not put ourselves in those situations that are tough at those workplaces with those co-workers, with those situations in life, with the evil, right, that's around us. It's so easy to shrink back and say, no, nope, that's not for me. You know, that's not good for my mental health. That's not good for stress levels and stuff. We could so many times we could say that. And yet they didn't, as Sam Wise-Gimji says, they didn't because they believed in something. They believed in something good. Something that was good. And they went forward. Oh, I love Sam. Man, guys, we're trying to hit a goal. We're trying to become what we're going to become in eternity. We're trying to walk that path. We're trying to see God's kingdom grow and expand here on earth to touch every system, organization, company, person, place on this earth we want to see that happen and it's hard and it will be hard and there will be so many opportunities to shrink back and say this is not my fight oh guys another one again two towers mary and pippin mary and pippin mary's trying to get these trees to fight in this war he sees it he knows it needs to happen they got to get into this fight and they don't want to and Pippin's kind of along their side. And Pippin's saying, hey, we have the Shire. That's good. Let's just go back to the Shire. And let's have a good life. And Mary says, if we don't do this, we won't have a Shire, Pippin. I'm not saying we won't have Wichita. I won't say, I'm not saying we won't have this building. But if we do not continue to grow God's kingdom, it's not going to grow on its own. And we know that God's, God's kingdom and, and stuff, it, man, it's not a perfect illustration, but it can be some like, like a ship with holes in it. 
And if we don't do it and we're not actively pushing it forward, it's sure as heck going to start receding. And the stuff's going to get in. And stuff's going to get in. If we don't have Christians in every institution and school and, and workplace, then what do you think's going to grow there? If we don't do anything to the lawn, is a beautiful lawn going to grow? No. The weeds will take over. The Bermuda grass is going to take over. Son of a gun. The moles and the gophers are going to take over. <laughs> what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I'm not saying we won't have this, but golly, it's not going to be as good. Stuff, and we're going to feel it more. No, we are not those who shrink back. It is not in us. The Holy Spirit inside of us is not one to say, that's too scary. Now I'm not saying fools tread where angels dare, fools run in where angels dare to tread. I'm not saying don't be, don't be an idiot, right? Seek first his kingdom and see if this is your battle. And if it is, then don't shrink back. And don't run a hide. And don't put yourself first and say, eh, you know, this doesn't, this doesn't work with this, you know. Don't say that. Don't say that. Moses was all about that. I'm not a speaker. I don't talk in front of people, right? Public speaking was already a fear back in the day, right? Right? And God's like, hey, stop it. Get out there, Moses. All right? No, he helped them. He worked with them. Aaron spoke for him. But then Moses spoke too. He did it. Right? Hey, don't be about yourself. Man, that's the other thing <laughs> with rings of power. We got so much backstory and so much character development, and it's so like character focused. And I love Lord of the Rings because you hardly get any backstory. They're just like, hey, we got on a mission. We're here to do this. And the most character development you get is Aragorn. And you just find out that like he's the heir to the throne of Gondor. And, and he, he likes this elf girl, right? <laughs> That's like it. And it's great because, yeah, it's the mission, it's the goal. We're headed towards the goal cares about all this other stuff, right? We get so focused on all this other stuff. Does this work with my gifts? Does this work with my talents? Does this work with me and, and my, my existential self? Does it work? Man, okay, this, this is somewhat important, but, but aim at the goal and let's go and let's move on and figure it out on the way or, you know, something, but let's go. But let's not shrink back. We are not those who shrink back from hard things. We are not those who shrink back from difficult situations, difficult people, difficult programs, difficult anything. We do not have a spirit that is timid. He is courageous. He is strong. He is resilient. He is per persevering. Tenacity is that ability to try this. Doesn't work. Let's try this. Doesn't work. Let's try this. Doesn't work. Doesn't try this. Doesn't work. Let's try this. Works. Woo! That's tenacity. Man, try it a few different ways. This ain't working. All right. This ain't working. All right. We are tenacious. We are creative. Again, God's got a purpose. God's got a plan. There are some rules, but it opens the door for creativity. Oh, it's awesome. Endurance. Stuff I wish happened quicker than, than, than it does, but it doesn't. Sometimes it does. Sometimes things happen real quick. Thank the Lord for it. But some things are, are long, and they're long stretches. And it's a long road. And again, we are not those who shrink back from long journeys. We are not those who get caught up. We're smart. We know ourselves. We know I need a break. This is the twin sermon of this break. There are times we have to persevere. And there's time where you've got to be smart and take a break.
Take a good day. Get a good night's sleep, right? Get a good night's sleep. Parents, get a babysitter. Flip the bill. Have $50 or whatever. It will be so worth it for, for so many different reasons. Relax. Do something you enjoy. Whatever that may be, a hobby. you got to have those things in life, right? you got to do it. But let's keep rock-chucking. Let's keep trucking. we got to keep enduring and character. So I hope you can see that all these things giving, right? How does that play into this new kingdom? Well, it's, it's, if we're going to be these, these selfless people in this, in this eternal kingdom, or we're going to be serving and ruling as Christ, then yeah, giving is we're practicing this. Just putting other people before ourselves, other needs before us. Giving of our money, that thing that is so easy to become the thing that we live our lives for. And so it's such a good practice to grow in giving, right? And to be generous, all right? Same thing, you know, uh, loving people, right? Part of that holiness, that priestliness. We're bringing God's kingdom. We're bearing with people. We're sticking with people. We're remaining faithful to people. We're doing our best. And that's all you can do, all right? Don't have to be any more than you are, right? You've got the Holy Spirit inside of you. You follow Him. You work with Him. All right? But you can work with what you got. And you got the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit can do a lot through you and what you got. All right? But you got to be there. You got to be faithful. You got to be present. We got to be there. We can't shrink back. So, to how does having a clear vision of what will be in eternity help you in your situation? Does that help to see this is what I'm aiming at? If I'm aiming at this, then okay, I got a little bit. That's how I kind of rock and roll. If I'm getting really down, I just got to remind myself what I'm really trying to achieve. And it kind of lifts me up. Hey, this is part of it. This is tough. You're an athlete. Man, dog days of summer as a football player. Oh, man, this sucks. Where are we? Why are we out here? Oh, yeah, we're trying to make it to the championship. Trying to make it to the championship. All right, let's rock and roll. Let's get it. All right? What do you need to do to fulfill your role as the royal priesthood? Maybe where has it been slacking? Where is maybe I just haven't really been very royal lately? Or I haven't been really priestly lately? Or I haven't been, you know, where, where do we need to grow? Where do we need to grow? And again, where, where is it easy? Where is it finding it easy to shrink back? Where has it been? Ah, man, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm shrinking back here. I know it. I don't want to deal with this. I get it. I get it, I really do. Stuff is hard, people are difficult, right? Situations are hard, and not to mention, you know, we're all running on not tons of sleep, and we have physical ailments that exasperate it, and, uh, you know, a whole host of things. And I do not want to be some general, you know, driving you with a whip towards the finish line. Uh, I hope you don't, you don't feel that. But I do want you, uh, there's a time for, I'm going to wrap you up in compassion and we're going to just have a moment. But this is a time where you got to catch sight of that vision and what we're running towards. And, and you got to maybe endure and bear up and bear up under it. And this is that time, all right? You got to bear up. You got to pray for the Holy Spirit to fill you with all strength and vigor, youth, vigor. We've got to fill, ask for that. We've got to get a good night's sleep. Eat a nice healthy breakfast or, or meal with fruits and vegetables. All right? Protein. 
and, and let's bear up and let's go towards it and let's do it together and, and let's, let's see God's kingdom, man. Let's see it. It's our fight. It's our fight. Little old Wichita Live Oaks Church, it's our fight. And, and, and we will not be ones that are just enjoying our little plot of land and, and making sure we're safe. No, we're, we're going to get into the fight and we're going to be a part of it. We're going to partner with all the churches in Wichita and we're going to play our role in that. And we all got to play our role in that. Amen? Amen. If you'll stand with me, we will close in prayer. Father God, we are so, so grateful, Jesus, for your kingdom. Uh, we are. We've already been blessed by it. We're blessed by it here and now, seeing it, um, experiencing it here in this, these walls in church. Uh, we get a foretaste of it, and, and we're grateful, grateful. And so, God, we want to see this expand and grow, and we want to see uh, other people to experience uh, the beauty and the joy and the blessing of it. Um, and so, God, Holy Spirit, uh, we do seek first your kingdom and your righteousness. And we do pray that your kingdom come and your will be done here on earth and here in Wichita as it is in heaven. And we want to see it expand, and we want to join you, God, and play our role, whether it's big, whether it's small, whether it's in the limelight or in the dark. God, we want to play our role and partner with you and be what we will be in the future. God, we want to see your kingdom come. Help us. Help us to desire it more. Help us not to lose sight of it um, amidst all the other things that we can want to make our life about. God, help us to experience the goodness of it. God, bless it. Bless us, Holy Spirit. You have given us a spirit of power. You are powerful, Holy Spirit. Powerful. So God, we courageously follow you to wherever you lead. We trust you. We put you first and your kingdom first before ourselves. And God, we're just, uh, we look forward to the day. We look forward to the day when your kingdom is here, fully established, God, we're blessed. So bless those, God, that don't know you. Bless those that are hurting. Bless those who are mourning. Bless those, God, that are searching. God, reach them. Redeem them. Redeem every company, every institution, every school, God. Every government, every country. Redeem it, God. And, and, and muster your, your children to take your kingdom there and to stand in the gap and to not shrink back. We pray this in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 Uh, Amen. Amen.